Part three, chapter twenty four of Quo Vadis, a tale of the time of Nero. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Quo Vadis by Henrik Sienkiewicz, translated by Binion and Malevsky. Part three, chapter twenty four. Bithynian slaves bore Lygia to the house of Petronius. Vinitius and Ursus accompanied her. They made haste in order to place her as soon as possible under the care of the Greek physician. They spoke no word, for, after the experiences of the day, speech seemed to have forsaken them. Vinitius was scarcely conscious. Again and again he repeated to himself that Lygia was saved, that neither imprisonment nor death in the circus menaced her longer, that their misfortunes were ended once and forever, and that now he was carrying her home and would never part from her again. From time to time he bent over the open litter to look at the face of his beloved, which in the moonlight appeared still as if in sleep, and he repeated to himself, this is she christ saved her he remembered also that while he and ursus were carrying her from the spolarium an unknown physician had looked at her and assured him that the girl was living and would surely recover this thought filled him with such delight that he grew weak and was obliged to lean upon the arm of ursus ursus looked up at the star-studded sky and offered up a silent prayer Quickly they moved along the streets in which newly built houses gleamed white in the moonlight. The streets were deserted save where here and there they came upon groups of ivy-covered people who sang and danced before porticos to the accompaniment of flutes, taking advantage of the marvelous night and the holiday season, unbroken since the beginning of the games. Only when they were near the house did Ursus cease praying, and, in a low voice, as if he feared to waken Lygia, said, o oh, master the saviour preserved her from death when i saw her on the horns of the bull i heard a voice in my soul crying defend her and this i knew was the voice of the lamb the prison had robbed me of my strength but in that moment he restored it to me and he inspired the cruel multitude to speak in her behalf praise be to him and vinitius answered glorified be his name he could speak no further for tears choked him he felt an uncontrollable desire to fall down upon the earth and thank the saviour for the miracle and mercy he had vouchsafed they had now reached the house the servants warned by a slave who had been sent ahead swarmed out to meet them paul of tarsus had converted the greater part of these people they knew of the misfortunes of vinitius great was their joy at sight of the victims rescued from the power of nero it increased still more when theocles the physician after examining lygia pronounced that she had suffered no serious injury and that when the exhaustion produced by the prison fever had passed she would surely recover during the night she became conscious awakening in the gorgeous chamber lighted with corinthian lamps and fragrant with the scent of flowers she knew not where she was nor how she had come hither she recalled the moment when she had been tied to the horns of the chained bull and beholding above her the face of vinitius lighted by the pale glow of the lamp she imagined that she was no more upon earth her thoughts were confused she thought that she had been halted somewhere on the way to heaven on account of exhaustion and weakness not feeling any pain she smiled at vinitius and attempted to ask him where they were but could speak only in a low whisper so that vinitius could scarcely catch his name he knelt beside her and laying his hand softly upon her forehead said christ saved thee and returned thee to me 
her lips murmured some unintelligible words her bosom heaved and she fell into a deep sleep which the physician was expecting and from which he said she would awaken to life and health vinitius remained on his knees by her sunk in prayer his soul was transported with so mighty a love that he forgot himself entirely theocles now returned to the chamber and from behind the lace curtain the golden head of eunice appeared frequently at last the cranes outside in the garden announced the dawn of day but vinitius still knelt embracing in imagination the feet of christ and not knowing or hearing what was going on about him his heart full of thanksgiving burned like a sacrificial flame and he was carried away by his ecstasy to the very portals of heaven end of part three chapter twenty four